thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said. And thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Our show today is with the f***ing awesome <laughs> Leslie Bruce. What an intro. The author of You're a F***ing Awesome Mom. It's and she is a fucking awesome, awesome mom. She's a great mom. She's a great author. This book is everything you mamas will need of just giving yourself the break, the permission, all the encompassing experience of motherhood and realizing that it's hard to be a millennial. It's hard to be a modern mom mm-hmm. and all the identity, all of the changes, um, all the stuff that you go through. And so that's what our show is about. And, you know, thinking about all that stuff makes me so thirsty. <laughs> it does, Jamie. <laughs> well, it makes me so thirsty, too. But you know what it makes me thirsty for? Uh, take, a, take a wild guess. I got a wild guess. Is it Gold, Gold Peak, Peak Real, Real Brutti? Okay. Um, what is Gold Peak Real Brutti, you ask? I would love to drink it reading this book. Well, we should. We should. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. Um, well, everyone knows that we always talk about Gold Creek Real Brew Tea. It gives you that comforting feeling of home. And, um, you know, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Actually, I'm not going to say my sitting outside again. I'm just going to say, like, I like cold iced tea. Me too. And you know what? Everybody is different in their in how they like it. And so they have several flavors with a variety of sweetness levels. So, like, they have sweet slightly sweet, unsweet, diet, whatever is your favorite thing to do. Yes. Remember when we were in Nashville and all they had these like jugs of sweet tea yes. and it reminded me, I was like, yes. I wish this was Gold Peak Real Tea. So it's a, available in a variety of 14 flavors and sizes with perfectly crafting ingredients like pure filtered water, mountain grown tea, and just the right balance of sweetness or whatever balance of sweetness you want that makes you feel right at home. Exactly. And with ice cold Gold Peak Real Tea, the comfort of home are never far away. You can find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea, the taste that brings you home. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello. I feel like I always want to say good morning because we record in the morning, but who knows when people listen to this? Who knows? Anyway, it's Mama Said. Hi, it's Jamie. And Jenna. Um, Jenna and I, I feel, I feel like we've said this a couple of times that we're, we're tired and hungover. hungover, but we actually went out together last night. Really fun. Not only did we go out together for a fun event... But then we brought the hubbies. Yeah. In. Then we had a couple's dinner, which we've never done. It was really fun. So fun. Kind of so a late. win. A win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Okay. Well, and we'll I'm paying talk- the price, but it was it was yeah, fun. Ditto. Um, all right. So I'll get into win fail. Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. So my win's not really a win, but it's just this really cute conversation that I actually talked told Jenna and Neil at dinner last night that Cutter and I had with Bo. So I think I've been talking with you guys how he's starting to ask a lot of questions. Like, he's five and a half. So, like, they're starting to get also, like, kind of serious. And he said to my husband, I was in the other room, um, how do babies get in mommy's bellies? And if anyone knows Cutter, he's just a walking ball of nerves and so it completely <laughs> threw him he did I completely panicked and he was just like well you know when two people love each other it just happens it just happens a baby just ends up in the belly and he was like satisfied clearly with that answer and he's like okay um so are you guys gonna have any more babies and he's like no you know i think you and jack might be it i'm pretty sure i think that's it and he's like so why are you guys together anymore Which is a solid question. Stunned. Right? Like, why the f*** are we together anymore? We're done procreating, possibly. Uh, Isn't that interesting? So I don't think Cutter actually tried to explain it, which kind of bummed me out, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. I wish he would have been like, because I love your mother and never want to ever be around anyone else but her. He didn't say that. But quick question before we move to your fail. Fail. 
what would you have said? Because I know, okay, I know what I would have said. I, I said because we're a family. No, like what would you have said to um, like explain how mommy how mommies get pregnant? Oh, I've told him because he's asked he's asked me this in the past too. But like he has a lot of friends that have same sex parents, right? And he's around a lot of my friends that are going to be having babies. And I just say when two people really love each other, they make a decision that they want to be a family. And there's lots of different ways to get a baby. Right. You don't need to worry about that now. And he seemed fine with that. Okay. I'm just wondering. Like, I I feel like I would be, like, so caught off guard that I'd be like, the mommy, um, the dad has something in his body that transfers to the mommy. I oh, swear shit. to God. You'd go there I, right I feel away? like I would be like, and then all of a sudden it goes into her body and oh, then wow. it, it grows from there. Like, I, no, I, I think that would be me. My method is, like, super simple, 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 simple. Until, yeah, that's good. And we'll Take Jamie's advice, you guys. Because, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. And then my fail is super short. So I have this, like, routine with Jack where, like, he watches me make the bubble bath. And then I kind of just rip off his diaper and kind of throw him in the bath. And I did our thing. I ripped it off. While he's sitting in the bubbles, put his diaper in the pail and threw his laundry in the bin. And I come back and there was a huge pile of shit on the floor. (laughs) I didn't realize he had a poopy diaper. And clearly when I took it off, just boop. Like, you know, like those plastic turds that you can buy as like a joke. That's literally what it looked like. So I had fun cleaning that up. Did you put him in the bath before you cleaned his tushy? I never cleaned his tushy. It was just in the bath. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously I rinsed him well with the shower. (laughs) Super shitty bath. Okay, oh on to you. Okay, um, fail, not that crazy. Like, this is not, like, terrible. But Milo likes to bring his monkey. We all know about his monkey. I threaten to cut, cut his them. monkey all day long when he's bad. Um, but he has four monkeys, but one is the special one with the monkey with the broken ear. That's his name. Aww. Mommy, give me monkey with the broken ear. Daddy, whatever. So, so um, he likes to bring it to school, and I hate when he brings it to school because God forbid he leaves it at school and right. then the school's closed. Right. And I don't want to deal with that nighttime situation. Um, so we've done it day and it just it's happened for years. He, and I'm always remembering to bring it home. Yeah. Um, and we forgot it oh. yesterday. And um, that's just my fail. We forgot it. Well, it's not your fail. It's his fail. It's a, well, le- it's a lesson. It's a learning it's, lesson. Yeah. I think so, it, but it was, it I was think okay. Things like that it was okay. It was a little freak out situation. Um, but what we did was we start, we realized early on, like at four in the, four in the afternoon. So we started talking about it before bedtime. Like you're going to sleep with your other monkeys. Mm. It's okay. Like you're, you know, whatever. Um, big win. Uh, it, it involves food and dinner time. So we um, kind of got to a breaking point. Milo was, it doesn't eat dinner. He doesn't sit down. I feel like he's so skinny. He's so little. I'm like a little worried that he is like not gaining weight. We have I a doctor told you I went soon. I know Bo, where I swear I know. he was surviving yeah. in air and water. I like don't understand. Like he, ru- he burns more energy than he like yeah, eats, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't understand. But anyway, we were at a Memorial Day party. Everyone was eating. All the kids were eating. Milo would not eat. He wanted a cupcake. I said, you can absolutely have a cupcake. Just eat before. And he would not. He's very stubborn. He stuck to it. So Neil and I looked at each other. He was breaking down. We said, we have to leave this this barbecue. We, this is our this is our time. This is, this is mm. the moment. We have to mm. make a statement and show him that we're serious. So... We we're all having fun. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't eat. He was having meltdowns. We picked up and fucking left. And you it was a it. fun barbecue. We picked up, left. He cried for about an hour and a half. He bloodshot, uh, blood vessels, like everything. Got home. We explained to him that we will keep doing this unless he listens to us and eats his dinner. And he ate his dinner. And he, I've never seen him eat so much in my entire life. And then the next night, we did the same thing. The next night, we did the same thing. And it's been a pretty good routine Great. ever since. See, it paid off. Yeah, it did. Good for you. Thanks. All right, you guys, we are going to be right back with Leslie Bruce to talk all things about her new book that you are going to love because I am reading it right now and loving it. It's called You Are a Fucking Awesome Mom. I mean, what more of a perfect guest could we ask for? So we'll be right back. Jenna, yes. will you take a deep breath with me? Okay. You know why I was able to take such a good deep breath? Um, because you're practicing your yoga? Because of my Fruit of the Loom breathable underwear. It's oh. just what I need to stay cool all day long. Wow. Um, so Fruit of the Loom breathable underwear is um, amazing. I wear it every 
all the time. It's really sexy. I'm not kidding. And they make you feel cool, even through life's most uncomfortable <laughs> moments. Like when you're telling someone goodbye and end up walking in the same direction. Oh my God, I've done that so many times. I've done that so many times. Or what about when you like you bump into something? Like you're going there. Do you know what I mean? Like you guys are going yes. the same direction and you go, oh, yes. I'll go, oh. Or when you're, try- you're on a date. I mean, this is going way back, and yeah. you're trying to be sexy, and you hit your face with the straw. Um, I've never done that before. You haven't? Or no. Oh, well, good for you. Okay. Well, um, made with breathable, lightweight fabric, the tiny holes provide airflow, keeping you cool. Super important. They're designed with total comfort in mind. So, so go. Go. <laughs> go. To com and use promo code MAMA to unlock an additional 10% off. That's F-R-U-I-T dot com and promo code MAMA for 10% off to get your Fruit of Loom breathable underwear today. Yeah. So feel cool, guys, even when you shouldn't. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right. We are back. We have Leslie Bruce, and I'm going to do a quick intro because we have a lot to talk about. She is a New York Times bestselling co-author and award-winning entertainment journalist, formerly of Us Weekly and The Hollywood Reporter, but absolutely hates writing her own bio, but I asked her to do this. <laughs> she created online an online parenting platform, Unpacified, to give an unfiltered voice to the modern mama and is a guest contributor to The Bump. Leslie lives in Laguna Beach, California with her husband and her children, Tallulah and Roman, oh. and she has her new book, You Are Awesome mom coming out. Please welcome Leslie. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Thank Thank you for coming all the way from Laguna. Yeah, no, please. It was great. I was able to like get out of the house early before my kids woke up, got on the road. That was a win. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's your win. That's very nice. I love Um, it. So, talk to us. um, At what point, what inspired you to write this book? And what point in motherhood did you start realizing like, kind of where we're at, where you want to just be the voice and and be that person for other moms that feel like isolated and, and, and give them, you know, a platform to feel heard. It took me a while to get there, honestly, because I didn't realize that I had commonality with other women who were going through it. Because right in the beginning, right when you first have this baby, which I had my daughter in October 2014. Mm-hmm. And when I had her, I was not prepared for this like crazy transition into motherhood. Like I had the nursery checklist. I had like researched crib sheets and like <laughs> water wipes or whatever the hell I was looking at. But like at no point did I like Google like what the hell happens to me when I like bring a human through my body and into the world. Yes. Um, so going through that transition and I was living in Los Angeles at the time and um, I w- had no help. I was at home by myself. My husband went back to work. Uh, my family was uh, further away, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And the only barometer I had of like whether or not I was like winning or failing was social media and media mm-hmm. and magazines. And so that was sort of like how I was comparing it. And I was like, oh shit, like I am failing at this. Mm, yeah. It's- um. So I spent most of my like first few months feeling like I was like in the trenches and like why couldn't I? Other women were, like, teen moms were doing it. How the yes. hell was I failing at this, like, so horribly? Yes. And it's the one thing that, like, I really wanted to do well at. And I really yeah. wanted to succeed at because it wasn't just me who was failing. I was failing for, like, this other little yeah. human. Right. Um, and so once I finally, like, crawled my way out of the trenches, I was able to recognize that, like, I wasn't the only one going through this, that other women were as well, but it wasn't, especially back then, um, this was like in 2015, the culture wasn't there of like, let's talk about how effing hard it is. Yes. Um, So that's like around, like when my daughter got to be about a year, I was like, I I know I'm not the only one who felt this way because I've now connected with women. So I want to create that safe space for women, especially when they're, you know, scrolling Instagram or going to blogs and like, no, you are not going to like you know, boil nipple shields while wearing heels. No. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like but on Instagram you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Instamom. Yeah. Oh, good for you for Thank doing you. that. Can I first start from your book? One of my favorite things, and I screenshotted it when I was looking at it yesterday, is your dedication. <laughs> I can't. Why can't I find it right now? I can, I'm going to find it, but it's to your mom. Right. And it's basically, can you tell the listeners basically what? Because I feel like it probably sets such a precedence for like the book to come and it's, so brilliant. I hope all our kids feel that way. <laughs> I said um, to my mom, uh, Sandra, I said, you're a f- 
fucking awesome mom and I dedicate this book to you. And then I said, can you please stop telling people that having one kid is great, having two is horrible because everybody knows I was number two. (laughs) And I recently found out the other day because she told my girlfriend, she's like, Leslie puts in this, like, that's the dedication. Does she really like... Like, that's, like, makes yeah. me look really bad. I'm like, well, mom, like, then stop saying yes, it to people. Totally. <laughs> call, we're all going to be called out at one point. We've totally. got to own that shit, especially with social media. Yep. Um, so even before you start your book, I mean, you – just looking at the chapters, you just already feel so heard and understood. I'll tell you that as from another mom. And I'm not going to give it all away, but I'm going to ask you to maybe touch on a couple of the chapters sure. with us to talk about. Okay. So first, it's kind of what we just kind of left off on, but it looks so easy on Instagram. Right. I think it really, I mean, myself included, can send you down a really dark spiral of just feeling like I'm fucking failing. I'm not good enough. I don't care enough. I'm not doing well enough. Where were your experiences with that? Yeah. Um, when I first had my daughter Tallulah, I would go on social media sort of to kind of see where other women were at at their, you know, in their motherhood journey. And... My obsession became women's manicures. I don't know why, but it became like, how the hell did you have time with a newborn for a manicure? Totally. I want to know this because if you have time <laughs> for yeah. a manicure with a newborn, you are not in the trenches because either you have time mm. to go get a manicure, which I call bullshit on, or you have time to like let your manicure dry to completion, which again, right. red flag. Yeah. Or, or you know, they, they weren't chipped. I'm like, are you not sanitizing your hands yeah. with like medical grade sanitizer? Yes. Are you not scrubbing pump parts? Like no, probably not. <laughs> right? I'm like, so what is happening? How do you have a manicure? Because I want a manicure. That's hilarious. You know, I felt like I realized that I became kind of judgy mom in that way too, in the sense where I would s- – it was, it was from an envy standpoint of seeing other moms like with manicures or hair or sh- that they were showered or they looked – put together when I was like literally a complete leaking f- fluffy mess and being like, you're not really being, you're not really fucking in it. Like you're saying, like, you're not really doing what right. I'm doing 24 hours a day. There's no way. And I would get angry about it. And, and obviously then also dealing with my hormones was terrible. And then I would feel bad about judging another mom because I really was just jealous that I just felt felt like I couldn't pull it together. hundred percent. You know what got me? Um, and I try not to judge, but it's also like, God, like they're entitled. So when they would take a picture of like 10 days postpartum and they were skinnier than me to begin with. And I, at, mm. fr- at first I think, God, like I get it. Like this is you. It's all relative. Like this is you thinking that you are doing a good job postpartum. But to me, to maybe most people, it looks like you never had a baby before. So like, where do you draw the line? Like if you're, you know, like, where do you say like, I, like, do you say like, I know, like I have had, I wish it's like, I wish you would say, I know I've had an easy time losing the weight. Here I am at, you know, 10 days postpartum. But so many of these 10 day postpartum pictures are like, it's slowly coming off. And they have a flat, like, washboard stomach. Like, uh, that's where I went down. Like, I was like, what? Like, why? Like, why? This is making me feel so terrible. And I I didn't care. Like, I wasn't like, God, I'm so depressed that, like, I still have 20 pounds to lose. I I think whatever happened to my body is beautiful. But, like, I just wish that people were more um, open and honest if they're going to post those types of pictures. Moms on Instagram and influencers, I'm quote unquote, because, you know, you know have to be cautious of their wording. Absolutely. And I think that it's it's funny, right? Because I started my uh, like unpacified in my social platform because I wanted to connect with other mothers. And here's where I started to like realize, right? Like people people want to look at beautiful pictures and they want a real story. So yes. it was like trying to like because they're not if it's like a picture of like nobody wants to see it like a poop picture. Like don't post a poop picture on Instagram. Right, right. And like they're not gonna like you're not gonna get to people that way. So yes. it's like it's I became my own worst enemy in a way because I wanted to like reach people and talk to them about it. But there is a responsibility of being like, this isn't real. Like when I Yes post certain photos like there's a photographer like I have yeah. the lamb squad coming in the morning yes. like you know show the hundred frames of my daughter like screaming or my son mm. crying yes. before you get that and like be real about it yeah. because there is there is a like a social responsibility that yes. we have to other women because this isn't just like a Ferris wheel picture at Coachella like this yeah. is we're talking about like women feeling like it can go from like like FOMO to like failure and dangerous yes. really quickly yes. with the new mom who's in yeah. the weeds who's like using that as their comparison yes. because like i i always say like insta moms are like you feel like you're failing if you're not uh 
bathing your baby like in a galvanized tub or like if you don't have like a, a forearm of like you know antique french bangles oh like God. it's like or like you're not like why am i not wandering through like a wild flower yes. field at like magic mm. hour like i'm mm. clearly blowing it yeah um but really that's just not that's just not the truth and like we need to be able to connect with moms on like this is the real shit that's going on yes. And, like, I, if I have to, like, sanitize one more bottle, I'm going to literally throw my head through a wall. Yeah. Yes. Every time I scroll through my phone, I tell myself I'm going to do something with all of these baby pictures. Well, And today, you don't. But today's the day because I discovered this amazing new app called Precious. That's a sweet name. Isn't it? And memorable. Precious scans your photo lab library for the absolute best pictures of your baby, and then it uses those great baby photos to automatically make a monthly milestone collage. That is so And cute. a slideshow that shows your baby's growth over time. How yeah. cute. So cute and convenient. So Precious offers thousands of cute art options that make memories really just more convenient and beautiful to create. So Precious really does it all for you. Yes, and subscribe to the premium version of Precious, Baby Art Unlimited for watermark free photos and get an unlimited access to the app's full creative library of over 5,000, I can't speak today, over 5,000 stickers, <laughs> frames, and creative tools. That's amazing. So you guys create heart-melting monthly milestone photos today with Precious. Go to preciousapp.com slash mama and start your free three-day trial to Baby Art Unlimited. That's preciousapp.com slash mama for your free three-day trial of Baby Art Unlimited. You know, I used to feel, I used to get, like you said, that feeling of like FOMO to failure really fast. But now I look at those photos and I understand the effort it takes that these girls to take the glam squad, the planning. And I'm like, ugh, that takes so much time. Like, good for you. I'm, I'm going to spend my time doing other things. But there is like that thing where I like the pretty pictures and I like the inspo, but I would like always for there to be the level of honesty yeah. as well. And I feel like I don't have like an enormous social following, but even in the in the social following that I have, I try and be responsible with that because for me, and this will lead to the next chapter I want to talk about, which was lean into high-waisted denim, learning to love your mom bod. Because I did not bounce back um, quickly at all with my first baby. Like my body was wrecked for like two years. I couldn't lose weight, nothing. And then with my first, my second one, it completely fell off really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> it was a very different experience for me. And it wasn't necessarily conscious. It was just life. And it's just how the way things worked and I I have so I have the perspective from both sides but truly like you see like when you feel tr Jenna triggered about like mom bods like I don't that's not what I look at at all right like it's, that doesn't phase me we yeah. all have our sensitivity towards yeah. things and I guess for some reason that wasn't mine right all right but tell us what do you, what do you talk about in that chapter about embracing your mom bod because I think it's a very important thing for pe women to do um I have like I have a very complicated relationship with the mom bod because on one hand it's like when we kind of become moms it's this incredible like identity shift mm -hmm. right like everything from emotional mental and our physicality like all changes forever like yes. it's not this like it's not this temporary thing like we are forever becoming these new people mm -hmm. um and for me when I had my daughter and I was 32, it was for the first time in my life I felt comfortable in my own skin, right? I felt good about where I was. I was like, you know, I was in my, in my 20s. I was not the best, like, you know, I was going out late and going to nightclub, whatever it was. Right. So, like, by the time I was 32, I was responsible and I was working out and I was eating kale. And I felt <laughs> and I felt good about where I was. So then I had my daughter and that completely flipped me upside down. And my body wasn't just not my body. It also was, like, a vehicle for her well-being. Yeah. So then when I had her and a couple months after, and, you know, any mom can tell you, like, those three or four months are really short, but they're also really long. So yes. by the time you get to, like, 16 weeks, 20 weeks postpartum, it feels like forever since you've been pregnant, but really it's only just been a few months. Yeah. So you're ready to kind of get back into who you are. And um, for me, I remember I was going to, like, a Barry's boot camp here, and I was next to a girl there who had literally never seen, like, She's never seen, like, a refined sugar in her life. <laughs> and those very – they have these mirrors. They were, like, you know, floor to ceiling, and I'm staring at her. And I'm, like, sitting here with, like, a Britney 2008 bun and, like, <laughs> like a, just a like a gray white T-shirt yeah. that's, like, clinging to everything. And I went home, 
And I yelled at my husband, I'm like, I need a boob job. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'll support you. I'm like, yeah. you know, way yeah. to be subtle. But uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm like, I need to do something because I'm not loving my body. Mm-hmm. I'm not loving where I'm at. And it was about, uh, that chapter is about, like, not just embracing your body, um, which you need to, and you need to respect, like, what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, taking the time, and it's partially that self-care, taking the time to do the things that make you feel good. So if it's, like, taking a shower and blow-drying your hair, if it's getting that, you know, manicure, if it's going to the gym or going for a walk or whatever it is that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable in your own skin, you have to do it. Because at the end of the day, a healthy mom, a happy mom, is a healthy and happy family. Yes. And I think that's something that's really important uh to explain to your husband or your partner um, because I know that for me sometimes when I tell my husband like I want to go get a manicure I want to he's like oh well I've worked so many days like why do you get to like go and like pamper yourself I want to pamper myself and I it's always like that like one-up thing and I'm like because you shower every morning and like I sometimes shower like once a week I was like so (laughs) so like for me like just to like get my hair blown out I know it's like $50 or whatever $55 but it is to me it makes me feel good for one week like yeah. it, yes, you can rock that blowout for a long it time. It literally makes me feel like a new person. I was like, so fifty dollars for, for making me feel good for one week is worth my sanity. Like making me feel good as a person. I was like, and you should say okay because I'm a better person because of. By it. the way, you'll probably put out a whole lot more when you get <laughs> yes. that time. So yeah. husbands should learn that as well. I think I also don't have like the judgment on the body because, for me, because I live with MS, it's. I have such a complicated relationship with my body. I don't I don't focus on how it looks. I focus on how it moves. And I think that I had always a fear prior to getting pregnant about it affecting me being able to be pregnant, give birth, take care of my kids. And so the fact that even though it's very hard for me on a daily basis, I'm doing it. I don't care about what that like what other people look like because to me when I look at other women I don't wish I had their ass I wish I could run like them Wait, or walk I just, like them. Let like, me I don't I don't stare at these like women pictures all day. Like no. I it took I if I really cared I would work out all the time. Like it just now no, after it a year and a half. Anyone, yeah, it's, yeah, it's but totally I don't it's, common. it's not like the thing that like is you know, oh my god, her body's so good, her body's. I just now started eating really healthy after a year and a half. Because I wanted to. I was finally ready. So but it's, it's like for you. For me, and yeah. How you feel. Yeah. And I've lost like a, a lot of pounds off of my body because I was finally ready to be like, okay, now I'm, I want to go back to Jenna. You know? Right. So like mm. it's it's not something I just – I feel like it could be really hard for a lot of people to see those women who are posting those. Yeah. You know? Right. And I've, you know, looked at them and said, damn, like how do they get that way? But like, yeah, it's not like – I'm like obsessed with, you know, the right. weight thing. But no, no I like that though too, because I feel like it's the same concept with just motherhood on the whole. It's like you look at that and you're like, they're doing something that I'm not doing. Yeah. Like they're, they, that there's something that's going on there that I'm again, like failing at, or I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing this awesome job because I don't, I don't have time to take care of my baby and, and eat well and like meal plan and get like, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing it. And so I think that that's where it is for me where yeah. I'm like, why am I not why am I not there? Yeah. yeah. And part of it for so many of us is like our bodies, our pre-baby bodies, we spent, you know, how many how many years like developing our identity and who we are. And then it's like, then that's just not us anymore. Yes. And like for me, it's like it's it's the it's the the rewarding feeling of being able to like put on my clothes. I don't need to look like Heidi Klum and like walk the runway at like 12 weeks. I literally just want to be able to like fit in my jeans and feel good about how I look yes, and who yes. I am and, and and reclaim that piece, that small piece of my identity, which is my wardrobe, because I'm never going to be like, I'm never going to be able to like sleep through the night again. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? like, yes, no, that's yes, it yes. is. It's reclaiming a little bit <clears throat> of who you were before because everything, like you said, gets rocked. Everything changes about you. And look, I mean, and we're obviously for the better, but it's still a change and change is hard. And I think that, you know, we we forget ourselves. And so there's something I struggle with and I want to look to you to talk about because the chapter of no, you cannot do it all rewiring how you value success because I struggle really hard because I'm a perfectionist of wanting to be able to feel like I'm doing it all. And there's most days where I feel like I'm actually failing at everything. Right. And it's like a really hard thing. Like I feel like I'm not being, I texted my husband yesterday and I was like, I feel like I'm depressed because there's, 
there's not really anything I do in my life that's creative other than my acting class once a week. And like, even that's just not enough. Like, I feel like I don't even know who I once was before my kids because I just don't know. Like, I have to be with them and I want to be with them. But there's this other part of me that wants to be this like creative actress. And like, I just feel like I'm never going to get the job because everybody's working all day caring about acting and I'm caring about my kids all day. And then I have my little moments to care about it. So it's like, Am I ever going to make it again or am I ever going to do anything with myself again now that I'm a mom? Right. Mm. Right. And that's 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 more women than it is not kind of have that same yeah. that same struggle where I feel like I know I I personally like I back to the identity thing like I spent 32 years before having my daughter like developing who I was, mm-hmm. what was important to me, having a career like I spent a decade in journalism and like I I had a successful career and I had, you know, this this great job and these you know it and overnight overnight the birth of my baby it shifted completely where i became went from being the most important person in my world to being the least important person mm, yeah. in my world and my priorities took they my priorities didn't even take a back seat they weren't even allowed in the car yeah and it was a crazy struggle because we're juggling so much as women before we have children mm-hmm. and then we're adding on another like I mean, full-time plus job, right? And for most women in most, you know, I'm uh, in a traditional family, you know, to each their own. But my, I have a husband. I have two kids. We're both working. But majority of the shit falls on my shoulders. Yeah. And I'm doing all of that and trying to juggle my career and trying to juggle my kids and trying to be present for everybody. Yeah. And it is debilitating. And I went to, I went to my therapist because, I mean – and I live in Orange County, and we all have, like, at least three therapists on speed dial. <laughs> Give me one and, of them. And um, he said, well, you know, I'm like, I'm used to doing everything to 100% mm-hmm. because I was raised in, you know, I, I say in my book that my mom was kind of raised in that generation somewhere between, like, June Cleaver and Katy Perry where, yeah. like, she didn't really, like, she wanted more for me than, like, she wanted, she didn't want me to be raised thinking that all I had to do was you know, get married and have babies. She, I was raised for like the boardroom, not the playroom, right? Right. And so when uh, I, I had this this incredible, you know, education and career and all of that, and then I didn't know what I was doing when I became a mom, and I struggled with that because I was used to doing everything. I was, you know, the. I feel like one of the consequences of being the girl power generation is that. We uh, we want to do everything to 100%, and we want to do everything by ourselves. Yeah. And you can't have – you can't raise a kid by yourself. It's really, really hard. You need your community. Mm-hmm. And so you're pulled in all these different directions. So you're doing everything at 60 70%, and we're raised to do everything, not to perfection, but to completion, to, like, you know, get it done and, and do our best, try yeah. really, really hard. And when you feel like you can't try really hard and you can't do your best at the things that are most important, it is a gutting feeling. Um, so I try to tell people that, like, listen, you're, you, you, you're never going to be – you're never going to be able to do everything every day to 100%. But it's about, like – this sounds like such a bullshit term, but, like, mindful prioritizing and, like, making each day one thing a priority, right? And if you can do it every day, that's great. If you can do it just on your weekends because you have a full-time job or you don't have childcare, whatever. But, like, on one day, make sure that by, like, the end of two weeks, at the end of the month, you prioritize whether it's yourself or your career or your family or your husband or your family, whatever it is. Like, make sure that one day of those, like, you are just prioritizing that and let everything else kind of be that 60 70%. Yeah. But at least one time you're getting to 100%. Because great advice. Yeah. Thanks. That's really good advice. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, there's just – there's just some days that you're going to be an awesome mom and a really present mom. And then there's other days where you're going to kind of have to check out because there's another side of you that you need to take care of or another relationship in your life that you need to focus on. For me, sometimes it's even my friendships. And even my husband, I'm going out tonight with some friends and he's like, you're leaving me? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, because I have been with our kids every day, all day for seven days straight because he went golfing all last weekend. And I, I need a night. And you can't you, – you need to give me that night. Like I deserve that night because my girlfriends are important and I feel disconnected from them and I want to spend time with them. I had this exact argument last weekend with my husband. I wanted <clears> to go out <throat> with my girlfriends and he gave me a guilt trip. And I never give him <clears throat> a guilt trip for like going to dinner because he doesn't go out to dinner a lot. So I'm like you need to go. You, you know, go mm-hmm. and like have fun. I always say this like book a boy's trip. Like mm-hmm. go because I'm going to book a girl's trip. 
So don't make me feel guilty when I want to go on that girl's trip. You book your own trip. And so we had this same exact argument last weekend, and I felt so guilty going. So guilty. Well, because he made you feel that way. Yes, and it sucked. It really sucked. Yeah, I mean, so I think my husband now sort of walks a fine line with me because I throw things. Like, not necessarily at him, (laughs) but, like, we spent last weekend, I have a very, like, thick palm tree, like, getting his sandals out of a palm tree in our backyard. (laughs) Like, I literally, I could show you, I have a video of, like, his hairbrush, two rainbow sandals. I love it. Wait, this is, like, your thing when you're pissed? You just I throw, I throw, I'm like, you know what? Like, you're not gonna, you're gonna leave this around the bathroom, you're gonna leave this laying around the floor, like, who's the shoe fairy is gonna come pick this up? Oh, my God. I love your style. And I I throw things. By the way, Therapeutic. I know there's people it's that like amazing. therapists that have people like throw rocks and shit because it's like we don't let things out. I had a body worker once tell me like I need to make noise in like physical struggle. He's like you need to tell your family that you're going to make noise and that it can't be weird because we hold so much in. Right. So you are probably releasing so much by throwing that shit and I'm about to throw a lot of shit out my door today. <laughs> if I threw Neil's shoes – like you did, like he would have zero his shoes. His grandpa left. shoes? Like, oh my God. His shoes are fing everywhere. You need say, to take a picture of his oh my new God. grandpa shoes. They're, no, he's wearing can't. legit like black sneaker. With like the rubber sole that's ah. this thick. And he's like, but they're cool. Like I saw they're it on style. I saw it in like whatever. Um, one thing I'm so pissed about. I made an amazing chicken dish with all these veggies. Um, wow. And last night, and I left early, as you know, because we went out and we were doing this mama said thing for We were working. Yeah, we were working. And I, I went to, and I and then we, I was out till eleven p.m. I came downstairs this morning, and it was sitting there still. No one ate it. Oh. No, it's not. No one ate it. No one put it away. Oh. The one time I do not say, "Can you please make sure this is put away?" Like if I don't say it, it doesn't happen. And well, we're saving, we're gonna save this for okay. the husband show. I just wanna okay. say, Neil, you ruined my. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the American Heart Association. You have probably heard Jamie and I speak about it. Mm -hmm. They are a relentless force dedicated to fighting heart disease and stroke with a mission to bring the world longer and healthier lives. Look, all of us love to indulge in our phones and liking content on social media that quote unquote give us life. But millennial women have deprioritized their health, and that needs to change. The American Heart Association is here to remind us that we should be spending more time on the thing that actually gives us life, our hearts. Yep. Good. It's a good thing to think about. It's, you know, it's easy. Instead of being on your couch, scrolling on your phone forever, um, use some of that time and kind of get up and walk a little bit or, or dance. Throw your baby in the stroller. Take him for a long take it for a long walk or dance party before dinner. I've said that before. We love to do that in my house. Yeah, lots of times. Yes, or hop on the treadmill next time you're strolling through your phone. You could do have the best of both worlds. I don't yes. Know. So let's get those beautiful hearts of yours racing before we get back to this episode. If you're sitting down right now, stand up. And if you sit back down, stand up a few more times. You've done some squats, and it means you're on a path to being healthier. And if you do that multiple times a week, you hit the two and a half hours of walking. You'll be one step closer a healthier lifestyle. So please check out some more facts on the American Heart Association's website by visiting heart.org and start Start making making moves. moves. Let's move on to, we'll make you talk about one more chapter with us, um, which I just think is all encompassing of all this is a selfish mom is an awesome mom because I don't feel like many women and moms give themselves permission to be selfish because we assume that we need to be selfless and in every way we are, but Let's just let's just get into it. Yeah, I think you know, part of the, the the culture right is becoming like we women often wear their selflessness and how much they give is sort of like a badge of honor. Like I'm so exhausted, mm, yes. I do everything, and blah blah blah, and there's no time for me, and it's, it becomes like a you know this 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 martyrdom. And I really think that if you're not taking time to be selfish, you're 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 becoming your own worst enemy because you're you're harming yourself you're not doing your best for your family because when i take an hour a day whatever it is away Mm. from my family or away from my kids i come back and i'm so much better i'm so much more like i'm so much more engaged i want to do so much more you need that respite and whatever whatever that is and it's hard right it's hard for a lot of women who don't i'm fortunate to have a partner i'm fortunate to have uh nearby family and care and for a lot of women 
that they don't have isn't. That. They don't have that. But it's also very easy to make excuses, right? Yes. Oh, well, we're teething right now. Yeah. Or he's having stranger danger. Or, you know, she's going through a, a bit of a rough. Whatever it is, you can always find an excuse. But it is so important for moms to, like, rally on your rally in your community, rally in your tribe. Like, find, like, a neighbor that you really like or you trust. And, like, somebody that you know for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour – We'll keep your child alive. They don't yes. need to be yes. perfect, yeah. but they yes. need to be breathing when you get home, right? Yeah. Even if you put your kid for a nap and have somebody just sit there. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. get out. Get out. Go for a walk. Listen, like, get a podcast. Go sit on a bench by the park. Whatever yes. it is. It doesn't need to be extravagant. It doesn't need to be luxurious, but it needs to be something that fills your cup that has nothing to do with anybody else. Mm. Like going to even Target. I know that a lot of moms love to make that Target right, run. But right. even that, that's for the – it's you're in right. part yeah. for your family. You're yeah. right. Do something that's completely selfish because then you'll you'll go home and you'll be better for it. Yeah. I 100% – I believe it. I see it. I know it. So so to those moms who kind of wear that like – wear that martyrdom, I think that – you are you're doing yourself a disservice and so think of it as well i need to do this for my family think of it as mm-hmm. part of your checklist then like i need to go take care of myself because that's for my family yeah yes that's so true because i i've talked about this where i was such a martyr and i wore it like a badge of honor and like even some of the instagram like i'm in it i'm doing everything i don't have with Bo. i had no help till he was two and a half and I don't know why I made that choice, but I was not a good wife. I was not a good friend. I wasn't a good mom in the sense that, like, it could have been a lot better had I given myself the permission. But I thought – and because I wasn't talking about it with anyone, I thought that this was motherhood and I thought I just wasn't good at it, but I was going to figure it out. And then when I started to even just give myself a day where I had an hour or two or whatever it may be, and when I came home so refreshed and my cup filled and and felt like I just did a little bit for me, I realized, whoa, that's like literally all I need sometimes. And so I sometimes I feel bad because I'm a much different mother now with my son Jack. I mean, obviously to Bo too because I give myself these moments because I have help. Um, but I didn't ask for it before. Right. And you're right. You, it doesn't have to be a full-time nanny. You know, I don't have family near me either, but it's it's just about finding – you can go on, you know, any of these sitter city, anything, and just get somebody once a week that's looking for a part-time thing that comes in for an afternoon a couple of hours. I mean, cut down on your Starbucks coffee and put that money aside because yeah. it's going to go way further. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question. Um, I know you probably did a lot of research writing your book and talking to a million moms is there something that a mother said to you that really resonated Mm. when you were doing your research you know I I have a lot of moms who who reach out to me or come to me and they're they're really grateful to not feel to not feel alone and I know that's what you ladies are doing with this podcast and reaching women and like it is astonishing to me how often women are still feeling really isolated by this. Yes. And that, that you know, our job continues to be to, like, get out there and get in front of them. So I think that that's, like, like women who come to me and, like, I'm up in the middle of the night and I have twins and I'm in Miami and I'm, like, in the trenches and I don't, I'm by myself. And thank you for just, like, they. I, I don't need to be there to help them. Like, you, you know, you don't necessarily need to be there to, like, change a diaper, rock the baby. Yeah. But just so they know that what they're going through, like – they're not the worst mom in the world. Like awesome moms can have really bad days and it doesn't define you. And I think, you know, you sort of were talking about this a little bit to me. It's like, you can have, you can have two conflicting feelings at once as a mom. Yeah. Yeah, I I I have 14 conflicting feelings. You can be completely stressed out and bored at the same time. Uh, All the time. Right. And I feel like women feel like if they're not like they feel like, and I know this is a recent, um, in a recent podcast, you guys were talking about this, about some DMs you were getting about women saying like, oh, my, my, uh, you talk like your children are burdened. Yes. And don't you love your babies? And it's like, no, no, it's 2019. Yeah. I can have two feelings at once. I can yes. walk, you know, and chew gum at the same time. I can love my kids 
endlessly. Yes. I can be so grateful for their the miracle of them. And I can still wonder what the hell happened to my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can still be super overwhelmed by all the shit that I have to do that I'm not going to get. Whatever it is. Like you can have those two things and they can exist independently mm-hmm. and one doesn't dictate the other. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. I'm sitting here just thinking I feel so guilty that I haven't really seen my kids in the last few days and I'm not going to see them all day tomorrow. But then I'm also sitting here being like, I'm so stoked that I'm not going to be with them all day tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. That's what keeps going through my mind. Because they don't remember. I mean, I actually was sitting this morning with with the baby and I was remembering about this bachelorette party I went on two months ago that I was so stressed about because it was a four-day bachelorette party and like who goes away for four days, like in the, like a week basically. <clears throat> and I was like, he doesn't remember that yeah. no and I had a great time I need to give myself permission to do that a little bit more yes. because this is what everyone says do it while they're young when they don't remember like it's okay and and do it when they're older too yeah Who cares? Can I, it's just giving yeah. yourself all the permission yeah. there's yeah. something that my husband says because we came, we were raised in very different families he was raised in a very traditional family and mm-hmm. um he his parents never got a babysitter they never went away they were always with him and he goes I wish my parents would have done that yeah. like I wish I would have had that like I feel like it's really beneficial for our kids to like have a little bit of time away from us they can appreciate us they can grow independently of us like, it's really it's important like you're doing you're doing your kids a favor by like you know it's going important to Vegas for the weekend yeah, totally it's important for them to feel safe and loved by other people not just yeah. their parents yep. my parents were the same way we never had babysitters we never had anyone they never went anywhere and my mom used to always be like you can't trust anyone but me <laughs> um, and I've been through years of therapy to undo that but yes I think it's a very healthy thing to do all right before we move on to shitty mommy um First of all, thank you so much for being here and for doing what you've been doing and continue to do because I just feel like we are sharing the same mission and believe in you and everything. And everybody, please go buy this book. Will you tell everybody when it's coming out and how to find it and everything? Yes. um, It is called You Are a F***ing Awesome Mom. (laughs) It is available September 10th. And you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever wherever books are sold or through uh, my website, unpacified.com or on social media. Leslie and Bruce. Yes, Yay. and we will remind you guys of all this, and we are not letting Leslie leave yet because we're going to make her share a shitty mommy story, so we will be right back. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth is when it's time to sell or trade it in. So just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions, navigation or moonroof, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. So once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to your local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, we're back with some shitty mommy, and I'm going to give Leslie a second to think about her shitty mommy story, and we're going to share a Facebooker. Shitty mommy! This is from Melissa. My nine and a half month old thinks squealing at the top of his lungs is hilarious. And I just wanted a grocery shop in peace. So I went to the bakery. I got him a chocolate frosted soft cookie. He ate the whole thing and then fell asleep in the cart. Where do you find this cookie? I want it to give my kids. How do your kids? My kids would be bouncing off the fucking walls if they ate that cookie. That would just never happen to my child, any of my children. So it's just, that's awesome. See, but I, I'm, that, I'm that mom in the grocery store in Gelson's that's literally just oh, me shoving. Give, I'm like, take shit from the salad bar and like give him because it just keeps him quiet while I do what I do. The sampling of the fruit. I'm constantly picking his shit up off the floor that he's throwing. But they know me at this point because I'm at Gelson's yeah. four times a week. Yeah. Which is going to make me broke. I'm sure they appreciate the quiet <clears throat> kid who's eating. The, yeah, I guess. Um, okay, Leslie, do you have a shitty mommy story to share? I have so many. Great. <laughs> I have like a cornucopia of shitty mommy stories. Um, I was, you know, let me let me tell one from last night because I feel like that's oh, the oh, freshest, cool. the freshest on my mind. So my uh, my daughter is four and a half, and she is like a delightfully spirited child, which <laughs> is a nice way of saying pain yeah. in the ass. Um, but she sometimes really likes to give my nanny a hard time, mm. and my nanny is like a Tinkerbell of a human. 
Like, she is the kindest, sweetest, most patient woman. And my daughter's a really kind kid. But for some reason, I feel like she's kind of like, she like smells sweet. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yes. They do, by they the way. They do, yes. yeah. And so she was kind of being a little bit of an asshole to her. And so I was, I, and I seen it through the afternoon and I got upset. So by the time we go to bed, you know, I put her to bed and I was like, why are you talking like this to her? And she's sort of like, you know, d- uh, dismissing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so if you're not kind to April, that's our name, if you're not kind to April, who's going to take care of your little brother? And she was like, you know, kind of got her attention then. I was like, because she's like, well, you can. And I was like, well, no, I work during the day. So who's going to take care of your brother? And she looked at me. I'm like, so if you're not kind to April, April doesn't come and your brother has to go away. Oh, oh, I know it got oh dark. Oh my it god, got dark. I did hey, not I've know this. It got so dark. dark. I've gotten like, so dark too. And oh she's like, she's 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 like stunned in her eyes. I'm like, she, he's gonna have to go live with somebody else because we won't have anybody to take care of him. Oh my god! And goodness. she starts sobbing. Right, and this is the point in the story where I'm supposed to tell you, like, I had this epiphany, and <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I was wrong. I'm sorry. We love your brother. He's part of our family. We have to be nice to our nanny. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. I doubled down. She went to bed. She, she woke up in the morning and it's supposed to backfire, right? It's supposed to backfire. Yes. She was so fucking nice to our nanny this morning. She was so kind. She told me, she goes, mom, I want to be a bucket filler today. Oh. I want to smile and I want to be kind to April because she's a part of our family and I love her. Oh, good so, for you. So it worked. So my shitty mom moment worked. I'm not saying. <laughs> it is not a By testament way, for I amazing parenting, that- but like. I, if I said that to the bow, he would be like, okay, I don't need Jack. <laughs> that's, so that's very – also says a lot about your daughter, how you much she cares the, about her little brother. You scared the shit out of her and it worked. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like my mom did that to me for most of my life. My mom still scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And like, I respect her. Yeah. Parenting is mostly threats. Yeah. Negotiations. <laughs> bribery. And scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. This is how we keep them in line. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. That could have been our mama said, by the way. Right. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking me. with us. Um, we think you're wonderful, thank and we really you. appreciate your time. And we're going to leave you with a mama said. Remember, ladies, mama said, a mom is one who sacrifices her body, sleep, social life, spending money, eating hot meals, peeing alone, patience, energy, and sanity for love. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are... Gold Peak Iced Tea. The comforts of home are never far away. Find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. American Heart Association. Start making moves at heart.org. Fruit of the Loom. Go to fruit.com and use promo code MAMA to unlock an additional 10% off. Precious. Go to preciousapp.com slash MAMA to start your free three-day trial to Baby Art Unlimited. True Car. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, visit True Car today. And remember, all the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode.